At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. Welcome back, Rams fans, to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible, and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. Pretty simple stuff there. We are, this is a this is an awesome episode, guys. Okay, this is the first time in my career of covering the Rams, uh, which dates back probably, I think, six or seven years. This is the first time I get to do an NFC Championship game preview episode. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. This is going to be really fun. Uh, we'll get into the game. I've got a lot of cool information for you guys. Uh, first, we're going to go into some news and notes, though. Uh, so first things first, we got to talk about that. So uh, all home teams won in the divisional round last week. So basically, uh, the wild card week, week that was that was played for fun because none of those teams that played in wild card week are still playing. So that's it. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Uh, of, of course, the Rams being one of those uh, continuing on. So wild card week was basically irrelevant. Those wins didn't matter. OK, so all home teams won. Uh, in the divisional round. I thought that was just kind of in- interesting. Uh, historically, 71% of teams, of home teams, win in the divisional round. But this this year, 100%, the sweep for the, the teams with the first round buys. Uh, it is no secret who Eric Dickerson wants to play in the Super Bowl. He has said very openly that the Patriots cheated the Rams in 2001 and wants a rematch. And actually, the only reason that I am am bringing this up is because I want your guys' feedback. I want your guys' opinions on this one. Uh, I think everybody kind of knows I'm I I've given up. I've given up the 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 Patriots hate. I have basically decided that you know what they're not going to go back and change the the outcome of that game. Uh, some payback, I guess, would be nice, but at the same time, I think the only I mean the Rams don't have any players from players or coaches from that team. And it's just Brady and Belichick, as far as I know, for the for the Patriots. So, uh, are we even really getting payback? I guess is my is my thing. So, I want to hear what you guys say, though. I want to hear hear what you guys have to say. You can tweet me at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, let me know if you are still on this on, on this hatred for the Patriots. And I totally understand. I'm not saying that you're wrong if you are. I'm just saying that I'm kind of not. It's no longer payback, uh, considering the the differences in the teams now. And, and also the fact that the, the NFL is not going to give the, give the Rams this win. Uh, even if they, even if they did, I, okay, they're not, but even if they did, I think it would be kind of like one of those weird things. Like, do we celebrate now? You know, that was so long ago. Do we celebrate a win that, that was, that's now 18 years later, you know? Uh, so I, I, I do want your guys' opinions on that. So that's the only reason I put this in. Uh, Rams fans have started a petition to get referee Bill Vinovich off of the Rams at Saints game. The chances this actually happens are 
extremely low. I would say, you know, slim to none as your chances of actually getting Bilvinovich off of this game. Uh, but what this does, and this is, this is where I'm looking at it, is, uh, what this does is it forces the NFL and him to realize that we see a trend. We do see a trend in the Rams not performing well in games that he has done his job in again with us. So, uh, that's going to be an interesting storyline to watch out for. I have a lot more information on Bill Vinovich when we get to the game preview, though. Well, let's take a look at some, uh, some, <laughs> some rankings here. This is, this is my whole defense wins championships. Everybody knows this quote, right? And I wanted to just point this out. So of all the teams that are remaining in this defense win champion, wins championships world, uh, we have the, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Saints, and the Rams. None of these teams awesome on defense. All of these teams awesome on offense. So uh, the Chiefs offense, their first in total yards and points per game. Their defense, 31st in total yards, 24th in points per game. Uh, the Patriots are 5th in total offense, 4th in points per game. Their defense, 21st total yards, and then they are tied for 6th in points against. So that's the, the, the quintessential bend-but-don't-break defense, I suppose. Uh, for the Saints, they are 8th in total offense, 3rd in points per game, and their defense, 14th uh, in total yards and 14th in points per game. And then the Rams, 2nd in total offense, 2nd in points per game on offense, and then their defense, 19th and 20th in points per game. So... Uh, this is kind of just an interesting, I guess, little, little bit that I wanted to let you guys in on. Uh, the top four scoring teams are left and the best defense belongs to the Saints and that ranks 14th. So middle of the road. And I, I found, found that interesting. This is no really, it's not really any longer a defense wins champions thing. It's, it's can you score points and it doesn't matter how much you're giving up. Can you just put up more than they can? The top four scoring teams are left and, uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. I think it's going to make for, uh, for a pretty interesting week. Uh, those are all the notes that I have for you guys. So now it's time to look at the game that we're all anticipating here, the Rams at the Saints. Uh, this game does kick off on Fox at 12.05 Los Angeles time. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are on the call, so we get them uh, for the second week in a row. Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the Super Bowl. Uh, the Rams, or the Saints are favored in three by this game. Uh, the Rams for you guys, for you betters out there. Uh, the Rams are plus 145. The line opened at 3, went to 3.5 for a short time, then back to 3. The over-under sits at 56.5. And Las Vegas is giving the Rams a 43% chance to win this game. Now, we're going to talk about Bill Vinovich. I, I said I would talk about him, and we're going to talk about him. So I'm seeing in a lot of publications, uh, some very respectable Rams publications, that the Rams are 0-8 all-time with, uh, with Bill Vinovich. That's actually not true. Uh, based on my research and looking up Bill Vinovich and his history, uh, the Rams are actually two and nine all time with, uh, with Bill Vinovich as a referee. Not sure really where these 0 and 12 and 0 and 8, uh, numbers are coming from, but these are from pro football reference, uh, is where I'm getting my information. Uh, for, so if you guys want to look that up, uh, the last time the Rams won with Vinovich, it was week one of the 2006 season. That was against the Denver Broncos. And then, uh, with Vinovich in any capacity, though, uh, he used to be a side judge and back judge. Uh, the Rams are actually 4-11 all-time with him. They are 0-2 with Vinovich this season with losses against the Saints and the Eagles. And uh, neither of those games showed any blatant disregard for the Rams. That's one thing I did want to mention, uh, in my opinion, is that I didn't see anything that just said that Bill Vinovich was just picking on the Rams, uh, except for there was that fourth-down conversion by Hecker that, I mean— trying to sound as not biased as I can, but I mean, Hecker got that first down, you know, it was pretty clear uh, from the different angles that they were showing that Hecker did convert that and it was reviewed and still not given. So that was, that's really the only thing that I could personally note. Uh, if you guys can note anything that I, that you're thinking that I'm totally missing, uh, make sure you comment it. And I want to know because you know, the, the history with Bill Vinovich is not awesome. And there is the petition obviously to get him off. Uh, that's, not going to happen uh, as much as I would like to see a different referee in this game. Uh, the, those kind of things never really happen. The NFL has decided they're going to stick with that. Uh, some notes on this game. Now, the Rams will be wearing their white jerseys. We're not sure if they'll be in the blue, the blue or white pants yet. Um, and th this I mentioned because there has been a lot of questions from Rams fans all over the place what uniforms we will be in. 
And that's the only reason I mentioned this here. So uh, we will have the blue and white helmet, uh, something that we've seen a lot this season, uh, mainly on the road. The Saints will be in black jerseys, and it's likely that they'll be in black pants also, probably be, do the all black, which would mean I would like the Rams to wear all white. I think that'd be nice, but at the same time, I'd rather just win the game than, <laughs> than worry about, uh, you know, what the what, what we're wearing out there. Uh, but the Rams also, they do not have a blue and, blue and yellow away uh, style jersey available to them this year. And also next year, just a kind of heads up, is uh, we'll be seeing the same exact uniforms that we saw this year. We're going to see some color rush. We're going to see the, the throwback at home. And then we're going to see those white uniforms. Uh, nothing is changing next year. It'll be the same exact as this year. Um, let's see here. Uh, Marcus Peters and Sean Payton, Payton both downplay in this whole gumbo week talk, which I thought was really interesting. Marcus Peters, if you guys haven't heard it, it's... It's great. It's it's great TV. It's great news. It's awesome stuff. Uh, Marcus Peters pretty much just saying, like, tell, tell Sean Payton to keep talking. Because Sean Payton noted in his press conference after the Rams and Saints Week 9 game uh, that uh, that they, they saw that matchup with Marcus Peters and they liked it. And he, he the way he said it, he said, we like that matchup a lot. And, I mean, it showed at the same time. I mean, how can you really say that, you know, how can you talk trash about it? Because, I mean... Mike Thomas went off for 211 yards. So, I mean, he did an awesome job in that game and it clearly did work out. So I'm just hoping that Marcus Peters has, he kind of fuels himself on that a little bit and we see a much better game out of him uh, in this one. Uh, the Rams are drawing most of the bets in the NFC Championship game so far. Um, so the line could change before the game. So I'm thinking that the, that, that will get a little bit uh, further. I think it's going to go to the end of the Saints favor. And I don't think that that has anything to do with anything happening this week. I think it's just the Rams are going to be betting uh, Rams. People are betting on the Rams a lot, so they're going to try to entice people to bet for the Saints by giving them a higher line. Uh, so don't read in too much into that. That's that's my only point with that with that bit. Uh, let's see here. The championship game, recent history. So uh, the last time a road team won in the NFC Championship game was the 49ers in 2012, and that was actually the end of a three-game road winning streak for NFC West or uh, NFC Championship game winners. Uh, the Rams are now third all-time in NFC Championship game appearances with 10. They are behind the Cowboys and the 49ers. Uh, the Rams are 1-5 all-time in road NFC Championship games, and this is the second championship game, NFC Championship game ever held in New Orleans, and that, that first one coming in the 2009 season, the Saints beat the, the Vikings, and then of course went on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the injury report for you guys on the Saints side, uh, this, is, this is actually from Wednesday's practice. Uh, but I'm recording this at a time where uh, the, the new reports are not available to me yet. Uh, but of course, if you guys uh, need that, they're they're readily available online. You can when those come out, they they're usually all over the place. So players who did not participate in practice on Wednesday: wide receiver Keith Kirkwood for the Saints uh, with a calf injury, and tight end Benjamin Watson uh, also battling an illness there. Uh, limited participants: guard Andres Pete with his uh, broken hand injury. He did have that broken hand last week. He did play through it. He did not play that well. So that's going to be something to watch for. Also, uh, uh, tackle Ryan Ramchick with a shoulder injury. And then center Max Unger with his knee injury. On the Rams side, there is actually no Rams on the injury report. We have gotten to this point in the season. There's not a Ram on the injury report. That's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, that's not something that you see very often is a team going into the NFC Championship game as healthy as the Rams are right now. And I think that that could very well play into this game. Uh, so let's take a look at the matchup. These are regular season numbers. Uh, this is the Saints offense versus the Rams defense. The uh, the Saints offense ranked 8th and the Rams defense in 19th, and that's in total yards. Passing yards, uh, Saints offense 12th, Rams defense 14th. Running the football, Saints were 6th, Rams were 23rd against the run. And points per game, the Saints were putting up 31.5, that ranked 3rd. And the Rams were giving up 24 points per game, that ranked 20th. Uh, the Rams offense versus the Saints defense, total yards, second for the Rams and 14th for the Saints defense. Uh, passing the football, fifth for the Rams and 29th for the Saints defense. And then running, uh, big story here, the Rams were, were third in the NFL in running and the Saints defense was second against the run. Uh, points per game, the Rams were putting up 32.9, that ranked second, and the Saints giving up 22.1, that ranked 14th. Uh, th these are these are my three to see. This is we we have some some interesting matchups to watch. Really all over the field, there's some really interesting matchups to watch. Uh, but these are three that I've picked out for you guys 
uh, that I'm going to be keeping a pretty close eye on. So center Max Unger and Andres Pete, uh, both of those guys appearing on the injury report versus Aaron Donald and Nadama Kinsu. Uh, so with Pete's hand injury, uh, even if he plays, he's going to need a lot of help uh, with Donald, obviously, and most people do. Uh, usually this help comes from the center, where Unger is also dealing with his knee injury and with Nadamik and Sue. So the Saints' fast passing attack means less time for the pass rushers to get to Breeze. So this matchup could pay off really big for the Rams if Andre, Andres Pete's hand is not fully healed, which it won't be uh, by Sunday's game. And then we have Michael Thomas versus Aqib Tlaib. Uh, Tlaib obviously did not appear in the first matchup, and we saw cornerback Troy Hill get the start in that game. Uh, Thomas went off, really. He did. He absolutely went off. 211 yards on 12 catches on 15 targets. That's 17.6 yards per catch. Uh, the Saints will clearly be picking on Peters again, and I think that that's going to be the game plan. But Aqib Tlaib has never played against Michael Thomas in his career. The Broncos did play uh, the Saints in 2016. Uh, but Tlaib was not available in that game. So this is the first time that Tlaib will see Michael Thomas. So I think that that, that could, that could be an interesting matchup to, to watch for in this game. And then we have, uh, David Onyemata and, and possibly Tyron Walker, former Ram, uh, versus the Rams interior offensive line. So, uh, Sheldon Rankins tore his Achilles last week against the Eagles. The Rams put up 273 rushing yards against the Cowboys. Uh, and they were fifth ranked in, in run defense. Uh, that was just a week ago, obviously. Uh, the Eagles had 49 rushing yards against the Saints last week, but only on 16 attempts. That's three yards per carry, uh, but they didn't really try. Only 16 uh, attempts on the ground. Uh, the Rams' offensive line ranks first in run blocking, according to Pro Football Focus. And uh, Alex Anzalone, the middle linebacker of the Saints, will be critical in slowing down the Rams' run attack. Uh, but if he, uh, but it, but if the Rams uh, can continue their success up front in getting to the second level. Uh, then I think that this could be a perfect situation to set up some play action, and I expect a decent amount of play action, but a decent amount of run also in this game. Um, so uh, the, in the first matchup, I think that you know the 29th ranked pass defense for the Saints, I think definitely plays into the hands of the Rams. Uh, and got through for 391 against the Saints earlier this year. Let's take a look at the history of this matchup. This is the 76th meeting between these two. This is the second time they've met in the playoffs. Uh, the Rams lead the all-time series 41 to 34. The Rams have won three of the last five. The first game between these two was September 17th, 1967. The Rams did win that game 27 to 13. Obviously, the most recent game, just week nine earlier this year, 45 to 35 for the Saints. Uh, the Saints were up 35-14. Rams tied it up at 35 and then just kind of, I feel like they kind of just ran out of that juice and the Saints were able to, to put up that extra 10. Uh, the only playoff game between these two before was on December 30th of 2000. It was at New Orleans. It was a 31 to 28 victory for the Saints. And this obviously was the first playoff game that the Rams played after the Super Bowl, after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see here. The, the Rams lead, uh, lead the all-time series on the road at the Saints. Uh, that's 19 and 18 is the record, but have been, but have been outscored by the Saints 785 to 772. So, the Saints have put up more points on at home against the Rams, uh, but the Rams do hold the hold the all-time series lead there. And all time, the Rams are 16 and 15 at the Superdome. Uh, my keys to victory uh, in this game for the Rams: it's control the ball. Uh, they have to keep Drew Brees off the field. We know that Drew Brees is a very powerful quarterback uh, who can do a lot of things, and they have stars all over the place. Uh, they've got Kamara, you know, we we know that they have Mike Thomas, we we know that they have really good players. Keeping those guys on the sideline with their helmet off watching the game, that's, I think, how the Rams are going to win this game. For the Saints, it's do exactly what they did against the Eagles, which was carry, what was that, an 11-minute uh, 11, 11 drive? That is pretty much the recipe to how to beat the Rams as well. Keep that offense on the sideline. So, uh, this is going to be very critical. Third downs, I think, are going to tell the story in this game. Third downs and turnovers. I think if you win those situations, you will win this game. Uh, but that is going to do it for the game preview. On the other side, we've got a whole awesome load of fan quesos, so make sure you guys don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. 
From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk. Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys follow all the Ram Showcase uh, everywhere on social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. I try to keep it simple for you guys. Also, subscribe to the YouTube. You can just search Ram Showcase. I, um, I, I don't have a, a custom URL yet. I need to work on that. And then you can just go to YouTube.com slash Ram Showcase, but... You can't do that yet. First, you just gotta, right now, you just gotta, uh, you just gotta search. All right. Uh, we're gonna hop into our fan quesos. I'm not sure how long this is gonna take. I might go, I might go short. I might go long. We'll, we'll kind of see. I'm just throwing noodles at the wall at this point, um, with this, uh, time wise. So, uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and start. This one comes from Ian. Uh, with Talib back, will he be the X factor in slowing down Breeze and Thomas in the dome? I think he very well could be the X factor in slowing down Breeze and Thomas in the dome. Uh, without Tlaib, obviously the Rams played much worse. If you guys haven't seen the numbers, make sure you guys, first of all, watch TV because they're, they're, they're putting them up. Okay. It's been on NFL Network. It's been on ESPN. Um, here, let me see if I could just, I could just go find that for you guys. I shared, I shared it. So, I mean, without, without Tlaib, the Rams were giving up 30.8 points per game with him, 17.3. Massive difference. Uh, almost, about 72 yards more per game allowed. Uh, the touchdown interception ratio, massive difference. 26, uh, and three with, uh, without Tlaib, but eight to 12 with Tlaib. So massive difference. And then opposing quarterback passer ratings without Tlaib, we were giving up 111.6 QBR to our opponents with him, just 74.5. That is a big difference. And, you know, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. He's clearly going to the Hall of Fame. And I, I'm a fan. I, I, you guys know how I feel about Breeze. I, I, I'm saying he's the greatest of all time. Uh, I, I don't think that really, you know, he puts up the numbers and he, do, he does have the one ring. Uh, but if you're going to talk about one ring, I mean, you can't mention Rogers. I'm getting sidetracked here. So, uh, I think that, that, yeah, Tlaib is, is a massive addition, but also I think that, that losing to the Saints as lame as that was, giving up 45 points to the Saints earlier this year, I almost think that that benefits the Rams here because we have a lot of tape on this offense and what they like to do with their same players. Obviously, Ted Ginn will be in this game. He wasn't available in the first game, but uh, with Mike Thomas against our defense, I think that's huge. Drew Brees passing against our defense, I think that's absolutely massive. So, you know, I'm looking for Wade to cook up some good stuff, but ultimately, I think Tlaib is a huge addition in this game specifically uh, because he just wasn't there at first. And it's in the first meeting. So I think this is absolutely going to be a massive difference uh, in what the Rams give up 
as far as passing yards and points in this game. Uh, next one here from Ian. Should we expect another high-scoring affair or something closer to last week with neither high-power offense scoring more than 30 points? Uh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. So, you know, going into the playoffs, you you kind of got to handle it a little bit different. And I think that that's something that Sean McVay learned from last year. We went a little pass-happy against the Falcons in the playoffs last year. Uh, this year, we went super run-heavy, and it worked out really well. Of course, with C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, that's a big difference and something that you can absolutely use to your benefit. But I think in this game, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be both teams trying to keep the football. It's going to be both teams trying to sustain long drives and keep the ball in their own hands, trying to keep the other offense off of the field. So I think this is going to be kind of a defensive game in some regards. I wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, a 17 to 21 game, uh, even with these high powered offenses. Uh, something that could very well happen is if one team jumps out, then we're going to see a lot of passing from the other team. Uh, but that I think in turn will make the other team a little bit more aggressive, trying to score more points, not trying to just hold it and just keep the ball out of their hands. They're going to want to try to put up some points. So in that regard, it could turn into a shootout. Uh, but ultimately I do think that this is going to be a, a game management kind of game where you want to just keep the football as long as you can and end drives with touchdowns. And we're going to see a lot of running in this game. It's probably going to be pretty ugly, but I do expect it to get pretty chippy and pretty physical. Um, especially with guys like Marcus Peters on the outside when they're not throwing the ball all the time. I think that he could, you know, he could get, I'll give him one personal foul. One, he gets one, any more than that, and I'm angry. But I think allowing Marcus Peters to get one personal foul is acceptable just because of who he is. Because first of all, he's probably going to get a first, a personal foul. Probably getting at least one. Uh, but how does he respond to that? Last week, obviously against the, Against the Cowboys, he didn't respond well immediately. Um, it wasn't really his coverage. He was not on Amari Cooper on that play. Uh, but, you know, it kind of did bite the Rams. That, that penalty did bite the Rams. And it wasn't just biting Marcus Peters. It bit the defense as a whole because, of course, you move the ball closer and then Amari Cooper was able to score. So in this one, I'm not looking necessarily at field position because uh, because of how you want to play this game is keeping the ball. Uh, one personal foul, one 15-yard penalty is not going to make or break this game, depending on the timing of it. If it happens in the first quarter, like it did against the Cowboys, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, but if it happens in the fourth quarter when, you know, maybe maybe we're up by three, then that's a problem. And that's where Marcus Peters really needs to, to rein it in a little bit. But I think this game is really going to be not necessarily low scoring, but it's going to be ball control. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some some pretty big plays by the defenses in this game because they they know that they're, they're going to have to step up. They have to try to create those extra possessions for their offenses. Both teams know that. Both teams don't necessarily have the stoutest defense, uh, but the Rams' defense played really well last last week. And for the final two weeks of the the regular season too, they've really been playing more of a unit, more as a unit, and. I think that's going to benefit them here. Obviously, I do think that this defense right now is, you know, better than when the Rams played the Saints in week nine. I think that extra time with each other, obviously, you know, when you bring in a lot of free agents, you don't know how to or like what to expect as far as how they're going to play together. Uh, but in this game, I think that 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 benefits the Rams now that this is in the NFC championship game. They've been playing together for a while now. Uh, they're all comfortable with each other, so I think this is going to be a, a it's going to be beneficial for the Rams uh, more so than in the first game. Uh, next one here from Ian: How much is Aaron Donald going to affect the game with the Saints being down a man with uh, the Achilles tear? Well, I mean, the, the Aaron Donald and Sheldon Rankins don't see the field at the same time, so I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that the Rankins Rankins tearing his Achilles really impacts Aaron Donald in any capacity. But what I do think is. Uh, this this injury definitely impacts how the Rams offensive line is going to attack. And you know now that you have a backup who's not Sheldon Rankins uh, that you can kind of push around a little bit. And this Rams offensive line, very strong, especially in the run game. Uh, so I think that that's going to be huge. As for Aaron Donald, I think that the injuries on the uh, Saints offensive line obviously benefit him. A broken hand for Andres Pete. You put him on Pete, he's going to need help with Aaron Donald. He struggled mightily last week and was getting holding calls, getting beat all game. So, you know, I, I personally, I think that Andres Pete is hurting the Saints offensive line when he's on the field right now. 
uh, with that broken hand because it's just not you can't just play offensive line with a broken hand and expect to be you know a total monster so uh, playing against a guy like Aaron Donald, who is going to hit that hand, first of all, out of the way uh, and get past you, I think it definitely hurts right now having Andres Pete even on the field. I think they should go to a, probably a backup. I think right now a backup would be a better bet. Uh, but, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup to watch because they're obviously going to try to give him a lot of help, uh, especially when Aaron Donald is lined up over him. Uh, but there's injuries all over that offensive line, so it's going to be really interesting. Uh, Ramchek is going to have to deal with uh, with Dante Fowler a lot in this game, but he's injured. Max Unger and Pete both hurt, so it's going to be a very interesting matchup to see how they're helping their offensive line uh, block this Rams front. And I would like to see the Rams do a little bit more press in this game, especially with Tlaib on Mike Thomas, uh, because that's that's not really the Rams' Uh, the personnel style is to play press. They, they they like to sit back and kind of watch the play in front of them and keep the ball in front of them. Uh, but the Saints, their quick passing game is is top notch. So you have to make sure that you're you're pressing because if especially with a bad offensive line or a beat up offensive line, uh, Breeze is going to be getting rid of the ball really fast. So what I'm looking at here is hands up on the defensive line and press coverage in the secondary. And I think that that's going to benefit the Rams a lot. I think we we might see maybe a, a Corey Littleton or Mark Barron interception kind of just sweeping underneath a slant or something like that. I think that that's a very real possibility. Uh, but we're going to need to see some hands up and, and stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup on that, on that line for sure. Uh, this one comes from Alex. Alex wants to know, uh, how do you feel about Peters staying around? Was it maybe his injury holding him back, or did he just not play his best football? Uh, this is a really good question, Alex. Uh, and actually, you know what? I, I'm not totally sold that Marcus Peters will be back. I would like him back personally. I am a I am a fan of Marcus Peters. I think I think his attitude kind of cracks me up a little bit. I think that's it's entertaining to me, and it's not necessarily that I like that kind of style of player who's out like talking trash to coaches and stuff or getting personal fouls. It's typically not a guy that I would like, uh, but it's super entertaining. And especially when it's not that bad, like what he's doing is not over the top. And of course, I didn't really care for the the yelling at the fan and the stands part, uh, but talking trash about Sean Payton and the way that he did it, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't obnoxious. Uh, and it was, it was hilarious to me personally. So uh, I would like to see... I would like to see him back personally, but I, I'm not sure if if our scheme fits him. And I think that that's really the big issue with Marcus Peters. It's a schematic thing. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily uh, Marcus Peters just not playing his best football. I think Wade Phillips likes to come after the passer and, and man up and in the secondary, and that's just not Peters' style. So I, I just uh, in that regard, I'm not sure if he'll return based on a scheme issue, not necessarily a talent issue, because he's obviously extremely talented. Uh, this next one here comes from Tawny. Uh, odds of C.J. Anderson being a Ram past this season? I would say uh, slim to none. I would I would be surprised, honestly, if C.J. Anderson returned to the Rams, and that's not because I don't want him back, and that's not because I don't think the Rams would want him back. Uh, it's simply because. He's a starter in this in this league, and uh, some team is going to see what he's doing right now, and they're going to pay him, and it's going to be more than the Rams are willing to pay for a backup. And also, I think it's rude to uh, try to keep somebody as a backup when they're clearly a starter somewhere else. Like let him, let him, let him, let him go, man. Like you gotta let that bird free. You gotta let that bird fly. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's not that I wouldn't want to see CJ Anderson back. It's just that I don't think that that he would necessarily want to come back just to be a backup. And again, the money issue. I think that some team is going to see what he did against, you know, in the last two games and then already in the playoffs. And I think he's going to get paid. I think not like a huge amount, but he's going to get paid more than the Rams are willing to pay for a backup running back. So I would be surprised if CJ Anderson comes back. Uh, but I, you know what? He's a, he's a guy that he he... He's definitely earned my respect, and he has earned my fandom. And wherever he goes, I hope he does really well. That's what I'll say about C.J. Anderson. Let's see here. How many rushing yards do you predict the Rams to have? The Saints are missing their big-time defensive tackle to an Achilles tear is huge. Absolutely huge. I do think that that's a, that's a big difference in this game, and I think that that's something that the, the Rams are obviously 
uh, ready and willing to exploit. And I'm, I'm expecting that. I'm expecting a, a heavy dose of running up the middle, especially with CJ Anderson and then getting Todd Gurley more, more so on the outside in space. Uh, but I think CJ Anderson, his ability to move that pocket or move the, move the pile and just kind of keep pushing for those ugly yards. Uh, I think that's going to come in big in this game, especially with Sheldon Rankins out. He's a, a phenomenal player, and it's unfortunate they got hurt. Uh, I, I personally like to play teams when they're at full strength, just so when you beat them, you can say that you beat them and that you beat them at their best. Uh, it doesn't always happen, and I'll take what I can get. If we can beat them without their best, I'll take that too, gladly. I will absolutely take their backups and uh, beat them up and, and be fine with that if we can go on to the Super Bowl, uh, which would obviously be crazy exciting honestly so uh yeah that'd be i think it'd be fun uh to see that but um yeah i think this is gonna this that's what we're gonna see uh, is a is a heavy dose of of the run against against the interior of that defense i think we're gonna kind of attack that uh pretty heavy so that's gonna be an interesting matchup to watch uh as far as a prediction of how many rushing yards the rams have i'm gonna go with 211 i think that Gurley is gonna be the leading rusher this week I don't think that goes to C.J. Anderson. I think we get Gurley a little bit more involved uh, than he was last week. Obviously, C.J. Anderson had more carries and yards than Gurley, uh, but Gurley had a higher average. So I think that this is the, a week that we get Gurley really going. And I'm going to say Gurley hits up like, I'm going to go with like 140. And that this, I, I think that this is the first time that we see C.J. Anderson not hit the 100 mark as a Ram. Uh, which he's done, he's done amazing, but I just think that we, we give the ball to, to Todd a little bit more. And I also do expect when CJ Anderson is on the field to run a little bit of play action. He's a very good pass blocker. Uh, so off the play action, when you pull those, pull those linebackers up, I think that he will do a good job of, of, you know, picking up those blitzes, picking up those rushers, uh, and giving Goff some time to, to hit downfield. And especially, you know, this is the 29th ranked passing defense in the NFL in the Saints. So I think the Rams need to not only try to control the game on the ground, but also need to exploit that pass, that, that pass defense and, and try to put up those points through the air. I think that that's going to be very important in this game. Goff didn't have a, a passing touchdown last week. He also didn't have an interception, but he was also not really needing to throw the ball a lot. So I think this game is going to look very different than, than last week. I don't think it's just going to be super run heavy and then pass when we need to. I think we're going to try to set up the play action in this game, and I think we're going to see the Rams air it out a little bit more uh, than we did last week. Uh, Ian wants to know, uh, unbiased final score, will LA make it? I, I truly do. I, I truly do believe that the Rams will win this game, uh, and that's that's not because I'm a Rams fan, and it's not just because I want to see that, obviously. Uh, I, I think that the Rams can match up in this game, so... Uh, the Saints obviously scored 35 points in the first half against the Rams in their first meeting. I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, there's There's been plenty of people trash-talking me because I said that that's not going to happen two times in a row. So if it happens, I will eat my crow, gladly. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see the Saints putting up 35 in one half again and just really limiting the Rams' offense's ability to do anything in the first half. Of course, the Rams were able to tie that game. Uh, but you take away that really just explosive start by the Saints, and I think the Rams win that first game. So this game, I think that the the Rams can pull this one off. Uh, as far as a score prediction, um, so okay, well you didn't really ask for one, but I'll give you I'll give you one anyway. Uh, I'm gonna say the Rams win this game, 27-24. Both offenses are gonna do a pretty good job. Obviously, they're very strong offenses playing against defenses that, his, like historically, I'm saying this year, like all throughout the season, have not been the most stout defenses. So I think it's going to be an interesting, uh, an inter- interesting game to watch. Uh, and truly, in both games, either team can win. So it's going to be really interesting this weekend. Uh, but I really do think the Rams can win this game, and I think that they're going to be ready for this game. Uh, that I think that the the week nine meeting did not do justice for for this team as far as seeing that crowd because uh, you know that crowd in the playoffs is a different animal and watching that game against the Eagles last week I could not believe how loud it was it was way louder than it was when the Rams played there uh, earlier this year and that was when the Saints were putting up points so it's going to be very difficult for the Rams and I don't think I think there will be a little bit of that shock when they when they kick off of how loud that stadium truly is uh in the difference in it compared from the regular season to the postseason. 
All right, here come uh, here come a bunch from from Adrian. So we'll we'll run through Adrian questions. First of all, welcome back, Adrian, to the fan quesos. We've missed you, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, first one: Gurley and Anderson versus Ingram and Kamara. Which duo has more scrimmage yards? Uh, that's a good question, actually, Adrian. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, that Ingram and Kamara have more scrimmage yards. Uh, and that's simply because I think the Rams are, are going to be a little bit more pass heavy in this game, not like overly pass heavy, uh, but I think they hit the pass a lot more in this game than they did last week. Uh, but I think Ingram and Kamara are going to be very important pieces on that Saints offense. And outside of Mike Thomas, of course they do have Ted Ginn, but uh, Benjamin Watson, who you know didn't practice on Wednesday and stuff, but. Uh, I think that they're going to be more more featured in the Saints offense than the the Rams and with uh, Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson, and that's simply because the Rams have other weapons. Uh, obviously, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Brandon Cooks; these are guys that are going to get their fair share of yardage in this game. I believe. I think we're going to see a lot of play action and going to these guys. So, so from that standpoint, I will say that Ingram and Kamara combined for more scrimmage yards. Uh, but that's simply because I think that the the Rams offense is not necessarily as dependent on Gurley and Anderson. And I'm not saying the Saints offense is dependent on Ingram and Kamara, uh, but they love to go to those guys and and utilize the the crap out of them. So uh, from that standpoint, I'll say that I'll I'll go with the the Saints duo. Let's see here, top three players on both teams that uh, that you will feel make a. D- Hold on. I totally butchered that. Top three players on both teams that you feel will make a difference in the game. Okay, we'll start with the Saints. I think Mike Thomas is obviously going to be a, a game breaker in this game, or he could be, you know, he could, the Rams could just have an awesome game plan and kind of shut him down. So, uh, but Mike Thomas is a player that even, even if he has zero catches, he's going to affect this game. Uh, especially, uh, you know, the Rams defense is going to have to pay attention to him a lot. So, uh, so from that standpoint, I'll go, I'll go that. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'll go to so Saints also, obviously Drew Brees. Uh, he can do a lot of different things and he is the stat master. He puts up passing yards and passing touchdowns like nobody's business. Uh, so that's obviously going to be a, a big factor as well. And especially with that quick passing game could kind of not necessarily render the Rams pass rush useless, uh, but will kind of counter that a little bit. And then on the defensive side, I'm going to go with Alex Anzalone, that middle linebacker of the Saints, uh, outstanding player, and he kind of is all over the place. He's stopping the run. He's he's defending the pass. You know, he's all over the place. I think that he, uh, you know, he did have that interception on Goff in the in the first meeting, and it was just one heck of a play by Anzalone. So, uh, so on the defensive side, I'll go there. As far as the Rams. Uh, three players who will make a difference. I'm going to go with, I think Todd Gurley is the running back this week that kind of lights it up. I think that the Rams kind of, they kind of did go light with Todd Gurley last week. And, and that's fine. That's fine to see and stuff because obviously the Rams won still. So we're not complaining about it. If the Rams did lose that game, we'd say, well, why wasn't Todd Gurley more featured? Uh, but I think Todd Gurley is going to be really featured in this game. And then... Uh, we'll also go with, I'm going to say uh, Robert Woods at, at the wide receiver position. I think Robert Woods, I think he is he's one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL. He does his job. He doesn't drop passes. He is an amazing route runner. He does everything we need him to. He's just not as flashy about anything he does. He just does his job, does it really well, and he puts up numbers too. So, uh, Robert Woods is, I think, a very important piece of this Rams offense, and I think that that will continue this week, especially against the 29th ranked pass defense for the Saints. And on the defensive side for the Rams, I'm going to go ahead and say Ndamukong Sue because, you know, uh, last week was the first week that we really saw Sue give all of his effort, and he did mention that. He mentioned that, you know, uh, uh, that it's playoff time. It's time to step it up a little, and and that's awesome. That was something that I wanted to see. And this is his first time playing in the NFC Championship game. And in fact, I think he's. I, I there's only a couple players on this on this team that have been in, in a championship game. That's Tlaib, uh C.J. Anderson. I'm trying to think. Uh, it's not a lot. Not a lot of Rams players have been this far. So uh, I think uh, I think we're going to see a, a different level of effort from, from Sue again. And that was something that was very welcome against the Dallas Cowboys. That's something I was worried about. I, I mentioned that last week in the show. 
And I, was, I was worried. It's like, what is it going to take for this guy to give effort? It, it, you know, being picked high didn't do it. Uh, making it a hundred million plus dollar contract didn't do it. Winning 13 games in a season didn't do it. So what will it take? And apparently it's just go deep into the playoffs. You go deep into the playoffs and he'll give you effort. So note to the next team that signs Sue, make sure you're ready to make a deep playoff run because that's when he really gives his effort. The next one here from Adrian. Adrian, uh, 59 seconds left. Rams are up by two. What's your game plan to stop their offense from getting into field goal range? Uh, my game plan here is 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 getting after Breeze and trying to make him uncomfortable, trying to get trying to force him to get rid of that ball fast, and then obviously not letting anybody get behind you. That's easier said than done, uh, especially with this offense that's pretty explosive. But that's what I would do. I would send some blitzes from from the outside and force him to kind of step up and force him to go, force him to throw the ball fast. Because if you let people get downfield on you in this offense. Uh, you know, they, they can definitely take the top off. We've seen that. So, uh, that would be my game plan is, is pressure breeze and keep everything in front of you. 100% keep everything in front of you. And let's see here. Next one, uh, 59 seconds left. Saints are up by two. What's your game plan to get into field goal range? Uh, this one. Okay. So this is going to, this is an interesting one because the Rams offense attacks all over the place. So what I would kind of do is, is I would I would hit those those short plays, but I would make sure that the short the short passes are set up for yards after catch. Sh- set up some screens, you know, and and set that kind of stuff up where the screens are very beneficial because you know you get that wall of blockers in front of you, and you also have the option to hit it outside and and get out of bounds. So I would say that that for sure. Uh, obviously, these situations are dependent on timeouts and what the that's obviously where you can attack. And everything, but uh, that's what I would do. I, I would try to to get the ball in your playmakers' hands and let them go make a play instead of forcing Goff to hit a pass downfield or anything like that, uh, which he can do. That's fine. Uh, but get the ball in Gurley's hands, get the ball in Cook's hands, get the ball in Woods' hands, and and let them get the yardage for you. But make sure that those obviously uh, is not killing the clock in any situation. So uh, that's what I would do there too. Uh, also, Adrian says. Uh, listen to the song "The Time Is Now" by Atreyu before the game. It's a great pump-up song. All right, Adrian, I'm going to counter that for you. I haven't heard this song actually, so I'll I'll check it out. Uh, but I'll counter that. And I'll go with "Immortalized" by Disturbed. I think that that's a that's that's the one song. I think all last year I listened to that game before like every game, or that song before every game, and uh, I think it's an awesome one. So I would do that. It's the first song off their "Immortalized" album. So check it out. It's it's a it's a good one. It's all. It, it it's a pump up song for sure and it, i think it's good stuff i think you'll enjoy that one so you probably heard it adrian uh, knowing you you've probably heard it but i think you need to do it anybody else also and by the way i the 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 show is coming out on thursday because i actually saw disturbed last night it was at the pepsi center it was awesome we were second row uh, it was really cool uh, lots of fire and stuff like that <laughs> it was good times it was at the pepsi center up in denver up at the can those was good times. Uh, Three Days Grace opened for him. Eh, I don't care for them, really. I knew every song by then. That was kind of weird. This is a total sidebar here. Uh, I didn't, I like, going into the show, if you would have told me to name a Three Days Grace song, I wouldn't have been able to name one. But I knew every single song that they played. But I was really just waiting for Disturbed the entire time. So, big Disturbed fan. Uh, let's see here. Last one from Adrian. Uh, do you have that feeling that when the clock hits zeros, uh, the Saints won't be celebrating? You know, I kind of get that feeling. I kind of get that feeling. We keep hearing stuff like, you know, Sean Payton has never lost at home in the playoffs and and stuff like that. And, and that kind of stuff. I think that the Rams are hearing this and I think they want to be the the ones to do that. I think they want that. And, you know, this game's in a dome, so we don't have to worry about weather, unlike the Kansas City and, uh, and New England game. And I think it's going to be awesome stuff. And I, I really do think that we could be celebrating after this game. Uh, but one thing that I also found really interesting was last week after each team's wins, uh, the Rams in the locker room was, uh, it was excited. They were celebrating, but it was more of like a feeling of like, okay, we did this. Now there's still more to do. Uh, if you looked into the Saints locker room after that game, you would have thought that they just won the Super Bowl. So I think that they're celebrating a little too hard on each of these. So I, I would say that, you know, I, I personally, I, if I was a Saints fan, I would have seen that celebration. I wouldn't have liked that. 
but I like it as a Rams fan. I'm cool with it because, you know, I, when I watch it, especially when you compare them, when you compare the two celebrations, and it's cool to celebrate. I'm not saying don't celebrate your wins and stuff, but there was like strobe lights and, and all kinds of stuff. You would think that they just really won the Super Bowl. With the Rams, it looked like they were, you know, ready to play some more games. And they were kind of talking like that of like, okay, yeah, this is awesome. We did some amazing things. Let's keep going. And the Saints really just looked like they were done. They looked like they had done it. They'd done what they wanted to. And I, I think it's uh, that's going to be huge. I, I do. I really do. That's not something I had mentioned to anybody yet, but based on your question, man, I, I wanted to say that. So uh, I'm excited. I think this is going to be good stuff. Uh, this one comes from Jesse. Uh, looking ahead, uh, looking ahead a bit to, do you think Goff would be asking for top five quarterback, uh, money, or for a top five quarterback contract based on what we have seen so far? And what would you give him? Uh, so one thing that we've seen so far is the fact that, uh, the top five highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL didn't make the playoffs. So, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting situation. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he made his money not in the playoffs. And I think it's a, it's a big thing that you need to understand as a player and you have to really decide what you want. What's more important to you? Making the biggest contract or winning? Because Tom Brady is not even in the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. And, you know, he's obviously in the, in the AFC championship game for what is it? The fifth year in a row, something like that. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it's important to understand the player and for Jared Goff, I think that he's more of a team guy. I don't think he's necessarily a guy who's like, just give me all my, all of your money. Give me everything I can get. He's kind of, I feel like he's kind of a guy who's going to say, well, what if I take this and then we can sign somebody like, what if I like this player? Can we bring him in? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if that's how it's going to go down, obviously, but I think that Jared Goff is more of a, of a player who would take a little bit less, especially if you went to him and said, all right, this is what we can do for you. We can offer you this contract for you to stay here for the next six years or whatever, or we can offer you this contract, and I guarantee you I can get you a, a big-time receiver, or I, I'll go get you another left tackle after Whitworth retires, something like that. And I think that Jared Goff would take that more team route, personally. I just I think that that's the way that that would go. Let's see here. Um, oh, what would I give him? Uh, I would give, I would go with about 20 a year is what I would go for Goff. And, uh, you know, quarterbacks can make a lot more than that, especially when you're really good and especially when you're playing in NFC championship games and stuff. But, uh, I would, I would go for that. And that's simply because I think that's what he would take. I think he would be cool with that. I think he would be happy with, with 20 mil a year. And I mean, that sounds really weird to most people. Oh, he would be happy with $20 million a year, you think? But, uh, you know, the ability to make so much more than that is what, what the difference is. Of course, we all see your $20 million a year. We're like, obviously you would do that. But if somebody else is offering you 35, you know, what do you go for? So that's a big difference there. But, uh, I would, I think that he'll go for about 20 to 22 a year is I think that, that we can get him for. And that's because he's a quarterback. And based on the contracts that we've seen, uh, the Rams give some of the other people that we've extended, I think that that's about right. 20 to 22 is where I, where I mark it, but a little bit closer to the 20 range. Let's see here. Uh, Jason wants to know how many different Rams coaches have won a playoff game. I'm just wondering what kind of company our coach is in. So I had actually, I, when I read your question, I immediately thought of the number seven. That is actually not true. Uh, well, it was, uh, but, uh, Sean McVay is actually the eighth quarter or the, <laughs> the eighth Rams coach to win a playoff game. Uh, and I pulled up the list here uh, so that I can actually give you names. Uh, so Adam Walsh won uh, won a playoff game. Uh, Joe Steinhar, Ray uh, Malavasi, and Chuck Knox, Dick Vermeil, Mike Martz, and John Robinson are uh, the only coaches uh, in Rams history to win a playoff game. So Sean McVay joining those guys, and there's some pretty big names on there. That's all I'm saying. So pretty cool stuff from uh, Sean McVay. Uh, he's also, I don't know if I, I said this in my like season review kind of thing, uh, is that, uh, Sean McVay actually currently is tied for the highest win percentage in Rams coaching history with 75% of his wins, uh, of his games he's won. And that is actually tied with Adam Walsh, I believe. Let me look again. I totally. Yeah. Adam Walsh, uh, who actually won the, the championship for the Cleveland Rams as a coach. 
which is pretty cool stuff. So uh, he also won 75% of his games, but was only a coach for two years for the Rams. And I don't anticipate Mike, uh, not Mike Martz, uh, Sean McVay being the Rams coach for only two years. That'd be a pretty big bummer. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jason also wants to know, I would like your honest take on Adam, uh, Nandamakan Sue and why he performed so well last week. But more importantly, can he do it again this week? I see him as an X factor. Who do you think is the X factor? I absolutely think it's Nadamakan Sue as well. So Sue played well last week and that was awesome to see. And I think that that's really what he needed was, was a game where we all say, we all say how awesome he was. You know what I mean? And I think that that's going to be very critical going into this game is that, that people are talking about Sue again because uh, for a while there, the story was, well, the Sue, the Sue deal didn't even work out. You know, the Peters trade didn't really, it's not looking like it's working out. Uh, the Sue signing didn't really look, look like it's working out. Tlaib missed a lot of the year, so that trade kind of is iffy. Uh, but Sue showed up big in the playoffs, and if he can continue that, I think that that's, that's very awesome, obviously. Uh, I still think that Ndamukong uh, Sue is gone this year. Uh, I think it, it was still a one-year kind of deal for, for Sue, so so I don't expect him back, but I think he can do it again, and I think that I think it's going to be important, especially against that, that Saints uh, beat up offensive line. Let's see here. This one comes from Giovanni. Uh, better to stop Breeze or Tom, Breeze slash Thomas or Ingram slash Kamara. I say the second. Uh, I say the second two. Stop their run game with Sue Brockers and and Barron and Donald. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm I'm a bad reader apparently. Stop their run game with Sue Sue and Brockers and Barron and Donald can rush Breeze. Easy to say. I know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think stopping Ingram and Kamara is going to be very important, and that's based on what I mentioned a little bit earlier was the fact that I think that they're just a little bit they're, – they're a very important piece in this Saints offense. Without those guys, the Saints offense is much worse and less dynamic. So they, they get the ball to these guys on purpose because they're very talented football players. But uh, I think obviously Breeze and Thomas, but I think that based on what we saw last week in the Saints game plan – is, you know, that Ingram and Kamara are going to be very featured in this game. And if we can stop them, I think that that's going to be obviously very beneficial. So uh, Thomas, that's kind of the one being talked about. Even John Johnson mentioned, you know, we stop Thomas and we can win this game. Uh, but don't forget about the run game and those screens and everything because they're very good at those. And, you know, the Rams defense does have some speed uh, to, to keep up with those screens and everything. And right now they're playing their best football of the year. So I think that that's going to be very important, uh, in this game. Uh, but Baron, uh, Baron's playing awesome right now. He's been playing better later in the season. I think that that injury was really hurting him for most of the year. Uh, but now I think he's, I think he's a lot better and I haven't really heard anything about Baron and his injury. So that's a good, good sign. Uh, but he's been playing really well. He played really strong against the Cowboys last week. He was all over the place, laying some big hits and tackling well. Uh, and that's something that we didn't see earlier in the year. So uh, I'm excited for, for Barron in this game. Donald obviously is ex- extremely talented and can definitely get after Breeze. And I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see some sacks. Uh, but I think it's going to be more like coverage sacks where Breeze just doesn't have anywhere to go with the ball. And then when he, once he realizes he doesn't have anywhere to go with the ball, somebody's already in his face. And I think that that's uh, the way it's going to go down. So uh, that does it for my fan quesos, though. Thank you guys all for asking those. I really appreciate that. Uh, taking some time out and just, uh, you know, asking Sheriff Joe back some questions. It's awesome. It's awesome stuff. Uh, that is going to do it for, for that part, though. So that's it for fan quesos. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can also follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, pretty simple stuff there. Make sure you guys also uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can watch me talk about the Saints and uh, Rams game this weekend. Uh, it's, it's the same audio, but you get to watch me. You get to see me, which is pretty cool. I'm wearing my awesome Rams hoodie that I got for Christmas. And you guys get to see it with your own eyeballs. And that's pretty exciting stuff. And I also made some more images uh, you know, for the Rams and the NFC Championship game and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll have those on there as well. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have a great night. Enjoy the NFC Championship game that features your Los Angeles Rams. 
Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 